0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another bald movie. This is our Netflix edition as we took on the Netflix original movie *Velvet Buzzsaw*, directed by Dan Gilroy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, Tony Collette, among others. Did you see uh, um, Nancy from from uh, *Stranger Things*? You notice her skulking about the edges of this production, Jim? Was she Coco?
1: Yeah, yeah. Huh. I actually didn't recognize her, but when you said it, I'm like. Okay.
0: Natalia Dyer. Huh. So it's kind of nice, nice to see see her before we get to see her again in uh True or not True Detective Stranger Things. What did you think of uh, Velvet Buzzsaw? I didn't really like the first
1: 20 minutes of this, I think simply because the people in it are so insufferable. <laughs> and maybe we can talk about that a little later, but it rounded out into something that I thought was a little more interesting than the first 20 minutes implied and also a little better I, I i found that the further I got into this movie the more I was enjoying my time with it
0: yeah I think this movie has like three pillar or three legs it stands on one is a sat- satirical look at um, criticism especially mm-hmm. like criticism of fine art mod, fi- modern art uh it works as a horror film mm-hmm. and then it also has some kind of genuinely interesting thoughts on the relationship between a creator and creation and the creative process and the critical works that uh that that write, write on those foundations um that and I, and I thought that it's like kind of like the first act of the movie is the the more of the parody the second act is more of the horror film and the third act is more of kind of like the introspection stuff but I yeah. I had a really good time there is like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Renee Russo and Tony Collette particularly are having a really good time ha- being kind of terrible, shallow people. <laughs> and I love I kind of really liked watching the wheeling and dealing and like the personal power politics being played by total assholes that I didn't care about for causes that weren't important. Yeah, um, it was kind of like watching a blood sport. Uh, yeah, at some point in this movie, I was I
1: found myself going, "Man, I hate all of these characters." Yeah. Oh wait, that's actually no different than every other horror movie I've ever seen, right. which is teenagers being assholes in the woods. Right. Like, okay, no. And then I started settling into
0: what it was doing. Yeah, It Made yeah, a yeah. lot more sense. Um, but no, I I thought it was uh, it was good. I guess if we we should tell people what this 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 show um non spoilery this this uh, film is about. Uh, art collect or er, art criticisms and collectors mm-hmm. and and, how- and
1: I would almost say more about like art purveyors okay like they, they are the
0: salesmen of the art world sure sure and there's like you know this uh but, but the the art critic thinks he has you know s- journalistic standards and he wouldn't right. be the above like selling his reviews and things like that uh and it's about a you know, everyone's craving new experiences and new talent And uh, one of these purveyors has a neighbor who dies in an apartment, and his apartment is crammed full of art that he has left in his will is to be destroyed upon his death. Mm -hmm. And she sees an opportunity to make her career by selling this supposedly groundbreaking uh, artwork, and it turns out there is something spooky and wrong about these paintings and the things that happen to everyone that sets their eyes upon it. And that's, Eh. that's the narrative hook of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to challenge that statement. in the spoiler section, uh, yeah. But I'm saying that's that's the premise of the film, yeah, for sure.
0: And there's there is subversions of that, and there is gray areas, and there is like I said, serious introspection about certain things, and broad (laughs) hammy parody about others. But I yeah,
1: yeah. uh, some some pretty good humor in places. A lot of like gore comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that I find particularly hilarious. Yeah, the, uh, I, I, yeah. Good I stuff. think one of the. Let me ask you this. This is kind of non-spoilery. Um, we've talked about how, how often how hard it is to try to make a movie about the creative process of something exceptional, because right. you inevitably have to create something exceptional, and sometimes they don't even try. Like Lost's, you know, We Are Everybody. Uh, sometimes they try and fairly succeed, like the different ad campaigns on Mad Men. Uh, or the
1: end of Westworld Season 1. Yeah. That kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Where did you think that the art, of uh, this cursed artwork, uh, these cursed images, uh, wh- where did you think that fell in kind of that uncanny valley? I thought it was more toward the good end of the
1: spectrum. Yeah. Um, I was actually genuinely impressed with some of the images that they had created. Yeah. Uh, in terms of this artwork. I... Some of it is very haunting. Mm-hmm. You look at it and you go, "Wow, that's actually a piece of art." I wouldn't mind having.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I I kind of agree. I thought that is a weird blend of like there's some classical paintings, there's mm-hmm. some impressionistic stuff, there's some definitely more you know kind of modern to interpretive type of things. Um, weird, not quite cubism, but dudes have two mouths and three noses kind of stuff. Um, it. It always, I could always see why a person could be captivated. Now, I mm. I don't really have a great art education, um, <laughs> yeah. And like maybe a like a a person like Jake Jell, what's his name? Morph, Morph, yeah. <laughs> maybe Morph would be like, oh, how fucking derivative! But he's the he's the guy blowing sunshine up the the the, the exhibit's ass. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, all right, from here on out, we're going to have to by necess- necessity get spoilery since this is a a Netflix original. Um, not quite a first run movie. We're going to experiment with, um, you know, letting everybody have the spoiler filled reviews of this. So, uh, everybody can just stay unless you want to get your handle on this movie yourself and come back. And that's cool too. All right, here comes spoilers. Hey, you want to talk housekeeping real quick before we get further into the movie next week for bald movies, we're going to be doing the Lego movie on bald move TV. This week, we talked about the new Netflix series, black earth rising, as well as the kingdom. And next week, we're coming back for a discussion of the Ru- of Russian Doll, which stars the brilliant Natasha Lyonne. Uh, and I'm very excited to see that. Uh, we also had our Baldies. That's big news. Our, our fabulous fifth annual award show where we talk about the best in television and film. Uh, the ceremony is out. It was released Wednesday, as well as four companion deliberation podcasts filled with hours and hours of debate and arguments for our nominees and winners. Check that out if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, also upcoming next weekend, this uh, coming Saturday, is our second annual, no longer exactly on Groundhog's Day, Groundhog's Day Marathon. You can go to groundhog.baldmove.com to find out more information. But basically, we're trying to raise money for the National Alliance in Homelessness. We raised over $10,000 so that uh, during the 24-hour marathon last year going to see if we can beat it this year starts February uh, 9th at midnight. And we're going to be watching every star Wars movie ever released in chronological order on twitch.tv slash bald move. You can get a Twitch client for free on any mobile device on any streaming device uh, on your computer. Uh, stop by, say hi to us in the chat, and if you got some dollars, throw it our way, and we'll toss it to the National Alliance. So, again, Com. If you want to see the exact schedules, when we're watching movies, when uh, we hope to see you then next weekend. And also, uh, I want to talk about our club. Uh, club ad this week is short and simple. Do you like the spoiler-filled review of this movie you're about to hear? If so, we do them almost every week at the on the Bald Movies feed. It's one of the many extra features the subscribers get to our club. Uh club.baldmove.com, if you go there, it shows all the other offerings you get, uh, and you can try them out individually, and you can also start a free thirty day trial just by going to club.baldmove.com.
1: Okay, so let me let me first just challenge the the thing that you said uh about everyone dying who lays eyes on this. Yes. On this work. That's not true. Actually, the people who die are only the people who are trying to make money off of this work. Okay. And I think that's a key to understanding like the philosophy of this movie. Mm-hmm. If you want to say it has it has like a central thesis, it's almost like a very anti profiteering or or anti anti profiting off of the the artistic creations that that are in the movie.
0: Yeah, and how it seems like Um I mean it's such a weird It's such a weird statement to see a person make when they're shooting a movie that costs millions of dollars Mm -hmm. that money, but maybe not money, necessarily infects the artistic process. Mm -hmm. Like, like I think a pure artist would. I don't I mean, shit, I I don't these I I don't know. These are these are questions I struggle with. Like is is a pure form of art where an artist just has a patron and they just have to worry about making something beautiful. But then the patrons always had something in particular they wanted carved or wanted painting or please their patron. Otherwise the patronage stops and they're screwed. Or should like, you know, the government like essentially buy raw materials for artists to encourage them. Should artists work just hard enough to get those raw materials and then just express like I is, is, is commercial art less valid than non-commercial art is a billion is a $250 million movie art right is a video game art can you have a collection of art that gets piled on top of each other so much it becomes not art i (laughs) these are all interesting questions that are among the things that are raised in in uh, velvet buzzsaw yeah and i think the the number
1: one thing that has the the number one question that i have after seeing the i guess the opinions of this film are uh or rather is how did this painter die How did this artist die? Because to me, like he, they paint a picture—no pun (laughs) intended—of him uh, having holed up in his house for 30 years or whatever, Mm -hmm. simply searching his own psyche and and exploring and finding out, you know, where his pure art lies. And then anybody who tries to sell it gets killed. Right. So almost
0: like now, was that always the case? Or I'm trying to figure out whether him using. Well, why don't you go continue? Uh, I Here's mean, my thought. question yeah. becomes
1: like, was his death a consequence of that somehow, or was it simply an unrelated like, look, this guy's fucking old and now he dies, and this art that he has created that should not be profited from makes it out into the profit-hungry
0: art world. Yeah, I I wondered because that's essentially the same question I have. Like, how does this curse work? Does is is the artwork cursed? Because he used the blood of maybe murder victims in, in <laughs> making his unique tints for his browns and reds and blacks, or yeah. is his artwork cursed because a creator said he wanted wishes respected and and it became cursed because mm-hmm. people tried to profiteer on it? Like, because um, one he kind of like is a note like he's cursed to make this art. But he knows he can't let anyone see it because it's dangerous. It's like he's got the seven days tape from the ring, right? or is Does he, he know it, that, or? or did he just want? Was he just an artist with a tortured, genuinely tortured soul that was creating art, and and but but I don't know because they they had a thing where he was electroshock therapy, where they're like maybe he did have some kind of ability to imbue these works with power. But I wasn't yeah. sure whether the curse was because they did disrespect the artist or the art itself was always cursed.
1: Yeah, and they mention it in terms of you know a spirit or mm-hmm. uh, which I took more as like the creative force of a person as opposed to like a demon. Although I think there has to be something supernatural involved here. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a question that I think the movie answers. I think it actually does come down on mm-hmm. on it somewhere, but I I've only seen it once, and I think it was sort of an offhand comment that gives the clue to unwrapping that.
0: Yeah, because I, I was having similar thoughts about whether this was. Um... It was it, these are things are actually happening, or this this painting was causing people to lose their minds and then right. kill themselves. But I felt like the girl turning into a living painting kind of put the thumb on one side of the scale. Yeah, like I was like, I'm like, well, wait a second. That implies that actually, like, if if she'd had just been like had a heart attack on the floor and no one knew, yeah. that'd be like, okay, well, not the art's got you freaking out because your guilty conscience or whatever. Now she becomes your part brain of it. made it real. But yeah, she becomes yeah. a part of the install, which was that was one of the creepier images. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was
1: wondering how like being engulfed in color would kill a person. Yeah, uh, but I guess being you know turned into part of a wall mural <laughs> would yeah. probably do it.
0: Um, what do you think of the scene where Morph got locked into like an anechoic chamber, just surrounded by his own negative thoughts? That was that was interesting as as a creator. Yeah, you know, as a critic. Because I was wondering if you took all of my negative comments I've made about creators over the years. Now, mm. granted, I try not to track a fic in negativity. Mm. Um, I think there are is a class of critic, and it seems like Morph was in that, where they do tend to revel in the destruction of inferior things. Yeah. I just prefer not to look at that shit and then, you know, go on living my life. But still, I've said some negative, unkind, inflammatory things about people. I wonder if I was locked in a room forced to listen to that if it would be... <laughs> i don't think it's as comfortable as him but if it would be uncomfortable at all
1: yeah it's a good question i mean he's in a a state at that point where i think he's questioning the nature of what he does Mm -hmm. um like as an art critic is he the 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 main question that popped up in my mind is um there's a scene where he essentially tells this this woman that he's sleeping with look i panned this critic because you pressured me to right uh And it got me thinking, like, does a, and this, look, this is Jim's, Jim's baby steps into being a critic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, critics for decades before this have been Mm -hmm. asking this question, but does, does a critic's review influence the public or vice versa? Like, does, does the popular opinion influence the reviewer into saying certain things about this thing that everybody loves just so they can be seen as somebody who is in the know? Hmm.
0: I think it's a little bit of... I think it's like almost everything is a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. But I think that was an important part of the things that he was questioning in that scene where all of his negativity is thrown back in his face.
0: It does seem... The other thing that kind of adds spice to that scene was the fact that not only did he kind of do a hatchet job at the request of his girlfriend, but he feels responsible for that guy's ensuing suicide. Like, there was, yeah. uh, you know, and, and uh, someone, like, I think uh, the uh, Tony Collette character kind of, like, intimates, oh, yeah, he did that because he was upset about your review. Yeah, Like, I don't think, unless you actually told a person to kill themselves and then they then proceed to kill themselves, I, I don't think you can directly, you know, take blame for someone killing themselves. But sure. I can understand why he would think think that way and what I thought was interesting about this character is like he is such a paragon like he he excuses all of his like pretentious bullshit and his being just a terrible human being and, and being dismissive and cutting towards people because he thinks he's giving the truth he's got like this higher standard of that he holds himself to and I feel yeah. like it's interesting how this movie is about the one point in his life where apparently he compromises all that shit one knowingly mm-hmm. But he always had the, like, well, I don't sell my reviews or I don't participate in this disgusting where, like, I sell my early information so people can speculate. But he finds out that his boyfriend has been paid by this art dealer to get the pillow talk and find out. So it's the he sold out unwittingly and then he sold out willingly. So both of his pillars of um, integrity were kicked out and he just has a nervous breakdown over it. Right. I thought that was really. A really nice grace note for this material and Hall played it as you'd expect perfectly
1: oh yeah he's awesome um the the, yeah that's like the idea that even if you view yourself as an outsider you're still part of the machinery yeah uh, that's propping up maybe a system that you hate right in this case it seems like he despised a good chunk of that although he was very much complicit in it not just as a reviewer but also as someone who seems to trade his reviews or or the very least trades like Access mm-hmm. um, to him in order to get paintings, in order to get rights to to the exclusive yeah.
0: rights to a book, right, right, right. Uh,
1: to you know, he's he's playing the game as much as anybody else is.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a, a mutual agreement. Like, okay, I know if I write a book with my stature as a critic, that people will buy, will will come to your exhibit, and it will lead prestige, and like instantly will become an event, and because. Yeah it has this value that i want these rights and i thought that yeah that stuff was all pretty interesting but i thought um yeah just just particularly that the you know him him he, he had this idea that he was like you said above it all or like he's like super sophisticated or he's got this deep well of knowledge but the reality he is so naive that his lover was taking advantage of him for money and like yeah. he never at any time like thought that that was uh and it is like it's like it's everything hit him at once the fact that he's kind of a fraud he was a hypocrite he mm-hmm. is like this you know he thought he was above all this hucksterish shit and he wasn't like i and and the the character really turns a corner like he never goes back and retreats to that kind of like pretentiousness again once that gets right. ripped away and he becomes like a much more feral kind of like like um, like a penitent performance like he's like desperate to like contain these paintings and don't you see Mm -hmm. what we've all done and of course he doesn't live very long after no like he's he's preaching to a choir of sharks that are like yeah yeah. we're right we eat fish you're just now because sometimes we eat people too that you're just now waking up to that
1: yeah as as a normal human being somebody who's not deeply entrenched in these strange subcultures right uh there's a weird there's a weird uh nonchalance with the honesty that these people portray like i'm gonna tell you that i'm fucking you and mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you how i'm fucking you and i'm gonna continue to fuck you just because i have leverage and because yeah. i am who i am and you're not gonna do anything about it yeah it's very... and you're actually gonna bend over and take it like i want you
0: because to. we're there it's there's an acknowledgement that they're all essentially sociopaths yeah like
1: there is the, like... the most striking one was when the museum curator switches sides here and goes from being in the museum world to being in the art proliferation
0: world right right
1: and and she just turns that like on a dime
0: yeah yeah no there's a a lot of like this one-upmanship ship where the um i just it's like yeah how much fun like renee russo is having being just genuinely (laughs) nasty like that one girl at the funeral where she's like, this is for friends and family only. And she was just bitching about going to this guy and how fake he was and all that stuff. And she like says, well, what the hell else would I be just to send this guy? And Tony Collette, yeah, when started she's in my studio, she's like really fucking these museum people over because she knows she's got the hottest exhibit. And mm-hmm. like, I gotta say, I do like wheeling and dealing, but. You know, you wheel and deal over like a used car, and it's like, okay, I'm going to offer them twenty percent low, and they're going to counter ten percent, and then I want to say fifteen, and then at that point they'll either take it or probably offer me twelve or thirteen, and then I'll take it. Mm. But like the idea that you have something that's so hot that people can't help themselves, like what kind of hardball you can play. Like I genuinely, genuinely like watching people play at those stakes, and I felt like that that she just had a a, a ball doing it, just watching these people getting screwed over like they would sh- like you said yeah they would scream and be like oh fuck i can't believe her!" fuck ah but they do they take us next time they're going to be the ones yeah that's, that's you know fair. On, if they can the just other find end. the edge exactly yeah. and it's like oh it's not that these people are terrible or they betrayed my confidences and they're selling my secrets like it's like they're it's like these these like junior people they don't have resumes they have knives they can stick in people's back that's their that's the currency that they're using
1: and grudges are like both extremely intense but also very transient like yeah you fucked me yesterday i'm not gonna work with you oh until you know it it suits me too and now all is
0: forgiven right 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 it's so it's like this constant (sighs) game of no holds but diplomacy that's being played And it's 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 just raw expression of personal power, mm-hmm. like what I can, what positions I can put people in and make them accept and do all this stuff. I thought
1: to a certain type of person that's probably attractive, not to me. Yeah, but not it's not to me.
0: Having the having all the protagonists be this like amoral asshole zone is like, as you mentioned in the outset, is a great setting for you know, like it's it's hard to outdo a summer camp full of callow teenagers, <laughs> right. callow hor- horny teenagers. It turns out like fine yeah. art disposition is right for that <laughs> um it was i also thought it was what do you think about the plot line where john malkovich as like the artist that's maybe past his prime yeah. um he ends up being the one person it saved so it's it a couple people
1: it spares coco who's definitely seen the art okay and it spares uh yeah john malkovich mm-hmm. who has i think seen the art right and that's yeah, why no, I say like saw, those people are the thing the... that caused
0: him to just throw away everything he's done in like the last year and a half in that trash thing, yeah, yeah, and, and start and, over and cause... I think those
1: like those are the two people who didn't have any real like impetus to sell this art or to make money off mm-hmm. this art and mm-hmm. so they survived
0: right. I, I think it was so interesting about because I think this is interesting about any kind of person who does something high level. But for artists and like writers and things like that, it must be particularly vexing that like as an artist, one things that because um, I've dabbled in art and I've dabbled in music and painting and drawing and things like that, arts and crafts. And when the thing that like I think draw drives me is the ability to like have a vision and then execute it. And then like getting better and better. But you always have these plateaus that are so frustrating where it's like Mm. you just can't get to that next level. And what happens when you're like at the very pinnacle, like you're actually like seen as a visionary and you can't get better. You can get different, Mm. but you can't get you, you can't make a breakthrough. And then you see someone who's maybe younger than you or they have a different background. And now they're making something that makes you feel like your shit is. I felt like they really nailed that kind of like feeling and performance of like, fuck, I can never do anything. That's going to not be derivative of the shit I've done before. Yeah. And now I've seen something that even challenges my comfort at that, but I I've lost the ability to get better. Yeah. And
1: the script and Malkovich do some really good work here because he says so little, uh, mm-hmm. and yet says so much, right. You know, there's the very little dialogue in those scenes where he's touring the empty studio, but it says everything you need to know.
0: Yeah, there's this quote that Renee Russo gives to uh John Malkovich's character when she finds out that he's in this quite like, creative slump and he's in his funk because of he's seen this uh this this macabre work. Mm-hmm. And it's it's dependency murders creativity. Creativity plays with the unknown, no strategies exist that can enclose the endless realm of the new. Only trust in yourself can carry you past your fears and the already known. I'm like, God damn, that's a fucking good quote. Apparently, it's made up for this movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm like, huh. that's a, that, but that's like, that's a very insightful quote into the creative process, the frustra- the the the, f- the frustrating nature that you can't make it happen. Which I thought his his. Um, his loft is interesting that it's set up there's like, you know, basketball goal where you can like you just do anything but the art to kind of get away, try to do like all these little things to trick yourself and like what do you do and even that's not working. I thought that stuff was all really interesting things that kind of like spoke to me at like the small level I dabble with this stuff in.
1: Yeah. Uh I do think this film walks a fine line which some horror movies go over and some stay just shy of in over theming a film like mm-hmm. a horror film specifically like mm-hmm. look you can take the teenagers to the woods but when you go and you say hey let's do that formula except mm-hmm. let's do it in the art world right there could be a tendency to do more of the like "Ooh, the colors are eating this character right. and turns her into the art you can go overboard with that and i never yeah. felt like the film did no felt like the- it danced on that edge and Actually
0: worked really well for me, yeah, the living paintings and how yeah. it's like is this what's killing them, or if it's something else like the way like they would almost kind of get sucked into the paintings world mm-hmm. um, I thought that was really really effective and creepy and and appropriate because I thought that it might get a little bit of uh uh what was that uh, uh Robin Williams movie What Dreams May Come Oh yeah I I started to see shades of that and I'm that. like yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like that right because I've seen it before and and my associations are not but I, I felt like it it stayed gra- grounded in just the way that it, it needed to Yeah um there's also some just really funny scenes like uh Morph's breakup scene with uh, the, the 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 girl um where she's already moved on to the next hot artist and he's like Mm -hmm. kind of flat. And she said, uh, he, he first, he goes and looks at the young artist and he's like, my previous admiration for your work is completely evaporated. And the guy's (laughs) like, yeah. And I forget. He's like, Hey man, I didn't mean to hop on your train. She said, you're broke up. Uh, And then he says, tell me that we didn't have a special connection. And she comes back with, I was never particularly obsessed. mm -hmm. And his, fucking reaction to that in like his role as this art critic i just thought that shit was side like as funny yeah. almost as funny as like leonardo dicaprio's drunken lamborghini drive on quailu's like you know it, it's it's just a it's just a work of performance absurd comedy art and i oh. i loved it
1: yeah it's fantastic using the the I guess, turns of phrases that critics use to describe art, their, to, describe to describe their, their relationship, relationship or right. themselves. Like, yes, it's, yes. It's so good. And there's another scene, too, where uh, Hall goes to get his eyes checked, mm-hmm. and Dr. hands him these glasses, and he looks at them and he just says, heinous. They're these... Yeah, <laughs> and then, and they are. <laughs> they are. They're it's, functional. Sh- but, like, this is as bad as... It- <laughs> To this character, mm-hmm. this is a fate worse than death. I have to wear these right. glasses out in public. and People fact, will see me in this. I thought he was
0: going to get killed because he'd refused to wear it. Right, like, yeah, yeah, you go out in sunlight with your eyes dilated, you're blind. Yeah. Um, you're going to die, dude. Uh, I also thought it was really funny when so Tony good. Collette got killed by the the Sphere... Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, oh, my God, at the right art gallery, that's exactly what would happen. Oh, the kids, the kids when they started playing in the blood and tracking through it and all that shit. It was so and but also the haunted way she was describing. Yeah. And then with the, like, we're a hit, we're trending on Instagram. And, like, that's exactly yeah. what would happen. And that was, uh-huh. the, like, there was a, a 15, 20-minute stretch where they really rode that crest of dark humor Absolutely. and horror. And I felt then, as the movie ran on, I got a little bit weary of the murder set pieces. Yeah, they tried to do that with Hall's death, like, with the, the right. homeless robot. Yeah. Uh
1: It was okay. Mm -hmm. I I honestly, based on the trailer, expected that robot to be a little bigger
0: part of the movie. Yeah, or maybe even part of the actual artist that... uh, Yeah,
1: and it made me start questioning, like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. How how does this work? What is going on here? Because it seems like this artist, this disguise art is infecting other art. Right. And causing that to also kill you and I don't, I guess I don't know what that's supposed to mean.
0: I was wondering because at the one point I am like, man, this movie's going to really r- lose me if it turns out that some rival critic has engineered the situation just to bring Morph down. Because I thought – Oh, this, with the there, robot? it's this like little twerpy art director that was always trying to cut corners and stuff. And I thought that maybe this was something to heat. And I'm like – The one don't... who got hung? Is that – Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The one that got – And I'm like – don't hanged yeah
1: I guess is the term
0: right because if you he was hung but he, he, also, got hung, hanged. But he also got <laughs> hanged you hung you, 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 you what is it you hung a rug is hung a man is hanged I don't fucking know like what a weird distinction to make in English it is you know well if you're snapping a man's neck you owe him the dignity of the <laughs> ED you can't just UNG him yeah he's a person for God's sake <laughs> Um. anyway yeah I kind of thought I got confused I thought it was a little bit like m- muddy like the, what Kind of more or less in their building too, but nah, they made it at the end. Yeah, I really like John Malkovich dancing with a stick on the beach. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's one actor who could plausibly do something <laughs> that I could see hanging in a like, you just just say, "Hey, John, here's a beach, here's a stick, do some dancing." It'd be John fucking Malkovich.
1: Yeah, and and I, it, it was it was absorbing for yeah. a credit sequence. Yeah. I and watched I could, the whole thing,
0: and it's like it told the story of a man who took his friend's advice, trusted himself, and now he's probably going to go home, cover his entire loft with a canvas, and do that same thing with like a mop and different colors of, of of pigmentation, and it's going to yeah. be like you know this giant at you know installation at an art museum, and like uh, you know it again, it's very hard to like John Malkovich won the best actors we got. He's well, I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he's also a very highly regarded uh, modern art artist. Again, oh, maybe. wouldn't know. shock me, but I'm assuming no. he's not. Uh-huh. I'm assuming he's a world class actor, not a great modern artist. It is very hard to do to plausibly be it. Be like someone uh, being Michael J- Jordan and plausibly being 95 percent as good as Michael Jordan in a basketball picture. Like mm-hmm. that would be hard that like you're able to act and be an incredible basketball player at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So um what else we want to talk about i don't know i saw space jam that's true well i mean michael jordan couldn't act that was the sad revelation about that like anything longer than a 30 second mcdonald's commercial and then and uh it's it's no good yeah oh what you think of the
1: is it the final death in the movie uh it's where renee russo is killed by her tattoo like i I love the 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 idea that yeah it's i mean it's the namesake of the film uh I love the idea that she, you know, tried to remove all of this art. And they conspicuously show tattoos on her from time mm-hmm. to time, mm-hmm. like quotes. And they and... mention
0: it, like, in the first five of those. Yeah. Oh, it used to be in this punk rock, song, Velvet Buzzsaw. Back
1: in that scene, yeah. yeah. Uh I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Because I was waiting. I was like, oh, are they going to... Is this going to be a case of, like, the the people who are removing the art don't realize that it is art? Mm. And so they leave it in the corner, like, the trash bags that this guy yeah, yeah, thought yeah. John Malkovich was was an art installation. No, it's just trash does that go the other way this time? But they kind of subverted that too with this tattoo thing.
0: Yeah. I wonder what happens with, um, because they do make it clear. There's like this, you know, Oh my God, the arts escaped into the world. Yes. It's going to be on the antique road show and all that kind of thing. Um, I wonder, I mean, I don't really want to see sequels of this, but like, I, I thought that as kind of like a scary code. It didn't really work. Yeah. And it, it doesn't work
1: for me because there wasn't much profit in it, right? Like, right. If anybody would be haunted by the
0: paintings, it would be the guy in the street selling them. I was going to say, this Latino, the plural Latino guy that's trying, just trying to make five bucks on this thing is like, really? Right. Is but, the artist going to come after him? Th-
1: this is all... Now it's into the hands of people who really appreciate the art. And I think
0: mm. that, 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 that being okay lines up with sort of the thesis of this movie i did feel like the cat was out of the bag by the time this guy like at at the bare minimum there are many pictures of this work and this highly regarded art critic that like i i feel like that this it's going to be in in the the real world the way this would happen is the cursed nature of the art Mm -hmm. would make it even hotter like the fact (laughs) that this well-regarded art critic wrote a big think piece for the gallery debut and then he got killed in the grizzly accident, as well as everyone that was of co- involved in the acquisition of it. Like it would be, yeah, you know, like, like I, I'd strain my believability that Rene Russo could essentially bottle it up and be like, cause like when that hits the streets, I'm thinking, you know, it's a matter of time before someone sees, Oh, I bought this thing from a street vendor. Oh my God. People are talking about it's being, it's, it's, it's all this fucking crazy killings happening around it. And it's worth $5 million. Yeah. Like it almost is like setting up a, a, like a universe of these painting type of horror movies. But I'm like, that's dumb. I, I don't know. It's it's
1: now. This is almost like a
0: weird Voight comp
1: test for mm. like, are you greedy or not? Right. Right. Like, like the, that art will be out there. And the people who realize, oh, it's worth $5 million. I'm going to sell it, you know, mm-hmm. versus the people who are like, eh, it's worth 5 million, but I bought it for five and I love it. It's going nowhere. Right. Th- those, the people who want to sell it might be killed by the art. Right. Is is my guess based on everything I saw in this movie? Yeah. And then those other
0: people would be fine. So it kind of weeds out, you know, the assholes. So the guy, like Sky Sun for five bucks, certainly okay. What happens I think okay, if, yeah. what happens to that woman that says, oh, I got to have this piece and she's had it in her living room. And then like uh, 20 years from now, she takes it to the antique road show and they're like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this crazy artist and it's worth $5 million. And she then goes on to auction it. Does she dive in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though she had no. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like the the question of Armageddon, right? Like, if uh, Armageddon comes and there's a undiscovered tribe in New Gu- Papua New Guinea, mm, never it, yeah. never been preached to. Like, does God? What does God do with those people? Yeah. Like, is it if, ignorance... if you're art is cursing the people profiteering off your work, mm-hmm. but I guess maybe that's the, that's the sin. The pro- anytime you profiteer off of Earth, it doesn't you don't have right. to know that it, it's wrong. You should know it's wrong. Eh, yeah, I guess. I think so uh b- based on
1: you know what i saw in the movie and i guess uh that works but the note it leaves you on is definitely one of uh it's a very ominous one mm-hmm. and i didn't i guess i don't quite understand that ending that's what i'm saying like it didn't it seems I, like the opposite would it's, be it's, true
0: yeah it's very horror tropey to kind of like oh you thought it's over well look it's right. now in the real world and it might but it but does it support the rest of the movie? And I, right. my answer is probably no. Right. Based on what I got out uh, of or it. Or at least the way they did it. Like, it felt almost like a different movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it was shot, like, with... Diff- and the, the Malkovic thing kind of did the same thing, where it's like it was a different, uh, like, film stock, or it's like a maybe even different camera process, and it felt very, like, GoPro-y. But, like, the the other footage where they're showing the people in the street buying the street art... I mm-hmm. felt felt that way, too. Like it, it was tacked on or maybe people like, oh, you know what? We need to do that. Like, like ending it with just John Malkovich on the, bit, the, the beach dance painting mm-hmm. would have been too optimistic. But honestly, I think you Rene Russo dies and you roll you roll credits and you have John Malkovich come out as a post credit sequence. I think that's a much better uh, that actually that actually is a much better move to me.
1: Yeah, I think it fits more with the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like, does the movie, does every horror movie have to be a downer? Like, sometimes a person survives and it's like you got the promise of something being renewed. Mm-hmm. And they had that. And that seems like a harder thing to do with a horror movie than a general sense of malaise and unease about the world. Yeah. So, good, good. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely worth, worth uh, your watch this weekend or mm-hmm. whatever you get around to it. And.
1: Let's be honest, if you don't watch it this weekend, Netflix will just have eight more movies for you to watch next week and you'll never get to it. So
0: Yeah, speaking of that if you
1: want to watch it, watch it today.
0: Don't forget next week our bald movie is the Lego Movie Two. Um, we will be back for then for that. There's a whole bunch of other stuff going on bald move.com as we talked in the housekeeping, but we'll definitely be back next week uh, for first run bald movies, uh, for Lego movie two. We'll see you then. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. Later.